Welcome to the Vault Studio Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is James Cooney and I'm joined as always by my co-host, the Director of Fantasy Football for the Vault Studio, Lewis Glover. Lewis, how are you, buddy? Hey, mate. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for the uh, the very kind and exciting introduction. If you haven't heard yet, Fantasy Football Down Under has officially partnered with the Vault Studio. So that's that's really exciting for for everyone. What job title do I get? Uh, JA? Uh, you can have... Uh, director of fantasy football's bitch. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I was hoping for. I've always wanted okay, to what have about, a bitch. Um, Junior executive vice president of talent relations. Done. <laughs> That's your new role. <laughs> can, can I actually? Can and, I have that role? And you have something else? No. <laughs> I'll have that role. You can own it. Okay. No, I just no, no, I just wanted the no, business no, card. No, no, I take that back. That sounds card. like a binding All contract. Right. Yeah, you need to write that down so I can get. I'll get your business cards with that on it and a t-shirt with that on it Bang, as well. Love it. Also, boys, quickly, um, while I'm here, your cartoons are on the way. Yes. There, I've sent pictures and uh, who you barrack for your height, so we can get the heights all right. Lewis, you're the biggest person in the world, so you might not fit on a normal page. <laughs> yeah, I mean, apparently seven foot six, yeah, 150 pounds. But yeah, yeah, so you guys, your cartoons are on your way. I know a few people on Twitter have asked since we made the announcement, but yeah. They're on the way. Love it. Awesome. Cheers, Jay. Alrighty. Uh, this week's episode, we are doing some winners and losers of the NFL draft. But before we get started, Lewis has some things to plug for this upcoming season of NFL. Lewis, go ahead, Matt. Thank you. We have got a lot going on this season. So first of all, you've heard me talk about it before. You've seen me spamming it all over social media. The fantasy football down under bowl. 180 teams. Super flex. PPR scoring. Tight end premium. What more could you want? Entry is $15. There's a $700 cash prize for the first place up for grabs. So check it out on, on Twitter, Facebook, uh, at FF down under, or FF underscore down under rather on Twitter, Fancy Football Down Under on Facebook. I uh, also wanted to quickly take the moment to let everyone know about some best ball leagues that we've decided to run. They're $10 entries. And for those of you who don't know what best ball is, they are perfect for you folks out there who are degenerate drafters. All you need to do is draft your team for the season. No trades, no waivers, no setting lineups, nothing. The The league system does it for you. So if you're interested in those, you, again, reach out on social media or email fantasyfootball.com downunder at gmail.com and we'll get you set up with one of those as well and finally we got leagues leagues and more leagues uh we're going to be running another listener league this season so if you are interested in taking place in that or one of those if we have enough interest we might run two please email or get in touch um yeah let us know and we'll we'll get you slotted into the listener league as well so lots of stuff going on can't wait for all three of them. Um, can't wait to lose in the Listener League again in the grand final. It's going to be fun. And also, can't, <laughs> wait, can't wait to put my Marvel-themed uh, FF Down Under team on board too. Yeah. I've, oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Thank you for, 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 for mentioning that. It is Marvel-themed this year, the FF Down Under Bowl. So all of the divisions are named after one of your favorite Marvel films or TV shows. I'm going to say that you are probably a Falcon guy. Uh, well, he's not one of the divisions, actually. Really? But no, no. Doesn't get the nod. Captain America. Spoiler alert. Cap- Captain America's there. Iron Man's there. Thor's there. Daredevil's there. Wolverine's there. There's there's a lot. Of, there's a lot going on. Okay. The good ones. Uh, any females there? Gamora. Black Widow. Uh, 
Captain Marvel, I think. That's it. I think so. I went for the. I, I went for like the 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 main the main ones. Okay. Just letting you guys know because you've all been ragging on me about it that I've started watching all the Marvel movies from the start, and I'm watching them in suggested order of release, not not the dates release, but the sh- just watching in chronological order. Chronologically, nice. What, what do you so, give so you. I've done, uh, obviously, the first Avenger, Captain America. Yeah. It was okay. It was a bit slow. It was all yeah, right. Awesome. Uh, then I've done both Iron Man. One, so, one and two. Iron Man one and two. Then I watched The Incredible Hulk, which was a bunch of garbage. Didn't enjoy that. Iron Man was good. I liked them. The Incredible Hulk wasn't very good. You didn't need to see that one. Anyway. No, nah, I should have skipped it. Yeah. And I'm almost... I'm halfway through the first Thor. That's what I'm up to now. So, Interesting. Chris Hemsworth. Whew. What a dream boat. I'll just watch it for him. Absolute, absolute man rocket. So now, when you talk about these things, I know who the Avengers are. There's um, Jessica Simpson, Scarlett Johansson. Sorry, <laughs> she's in it. She's good at fighting. Um, something Spider. What's her name? Black Widow. Black Widow. That's her. And then um, Samuel Jackson's in it. He's Nick Fury. He's a guy. Yep. He's got a patch on his eye. Just um, looking angry all the time. And then Brie Larson's in it. And can't wait to get to that one, can't you? Oh, God. She's just everything. Wait so. till you see her haircut. She cuts her hair? Yeah. How short are we talking? Yeah, you're not going to like it. Like, is speak it to the manager levels of haircut. Is yeah. it still in the cinemas? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I might have to get a late ticket. All right, <laughs> back to the show, guys. All righty. And that was the uh, Marvel update from James Arthur for this week. There we go. Um, let's get into it then. Um, let's do it. Winners and losers. Lewis, your first winner. All right, so... I think this guy was a really big winner in the draft. He's a quarterback. He's a veteran. He is from your Philadelphia Eagles, my friend. It is Carson Wentz. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think he, I think he was a big winner in this draft because they reinforced the offensive line. They went and, you know, there were some injuries there last season. So they went and added to that, supplemented that. They got him a very talented running back in Miles Sanders. And then they also got him some depth at wide receiver with... J.J. Arceca-Whiteside, who looks to be the goods coming out of Stanford. And he might not make a huge impact this season, but with Aguilar, you know, one year left on his deal, Deshaun Jackson turning 33. Um, Alshon Jeffrey. Thank you. Thank you. Alshon Jeffrey at times has struggled with his health. So... Yeah, there's a lot to like about what the Eagles have done for for Carson Wentz this season, and you know he's struggled with his injuries throughout his his short career so far. Everyone knows how talented he is. Uh, if he stays healthy, he will be one of the the best quarterbacks this season in the NFL, I think. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing them keep Carson upright in the pocket and throw into the ridiculous selection of weapons that he has at his disposal. Look, I don't think the injuries are much of a concern, considering that. He got injured on two hits, freak accidents. So, look. I like my quarterbacks with not broken backs, but, yeah. you know. Oh, well. It, does, it <laughs> does, doesn't matter to me because uh, as a Super Bowl champion a few years ago, <laughs> he didn't have to play and we still won, so. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, I get what you say. I'm not, I'm not saying he's injury prone or anything like that. I just, you know, you want to keep your franchise quarterback protected and I like that they, they and that's did what that. They, yeah, and that's what they did. When when Peters goes in the next year or two, he's, he saw the past couple of years, he's on the decline. Um, the injury, what is it, 20 Achilles out in the Super Bowl year, I think that's really derailed him now. Um, obviously, Dillard, I'm obviously looking forward to. He's going to have a year off and then obviously young tackles, they struggle a bit. 
So he's going to have that year to um, sort of know the system and everything like that. Uh, Miles Sanders, I've got it actually as a loser um, coming up. Yeah, I'll talk to him a bit, la- bit later. Um, but yeah, as and you said, a third round uh, by receiver. I think a lot of uh, everyone's saying that every player coming in this draft is good, apart from Daniel Jones. There's not many people. There's not many people that are saying, "Oh yeah, he's going to be a shit player." That's what uh, happens in the draft all the time. And then look, a third round wide receiver. Yeah, he could be good, but I also don't have my hopes up for that one either. Yeah, look, I I think if you give him time to develop, there's a lot to to like about what he offers. He's got, you know, really good height and size. Six foot two, two hundred twenty pounds. He was really fast for that size. And you know, late. It's actually a late second round pick. His his best player comparison, according to player profiler, is Ken, Kenny Golladay. He's got that sort of athletic and college production profile. So you know, from a metric standpoint, analytically, everything's you know everything checks out for 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 Whiteside. And he's got you know he's got a good quarterback who's going to be throwing them the, the ball as well. And it wasn't exactly a position of need. Like I said, they weren't desperate to get a wide receiver for this season. So they must have seen something they liked to go and spend a you know a, a a late second round pick pick on him. So do I expect great things from him this season? Probably not unless there's an injury, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I, I've, I've, you know, seen some of his tape and I, I like what I see. Very good at, very good at contested catches. Uh, we'll, we'll see in the next couple of years. Um, yeah. It's a, but, but it's a good, good sign that they're getting Wentz weapons. Exactly. They obviously stock part the draft um, in, on the offense. Sorry. And um, they've also got a backup quarterback. Uh, I've forgotten his name, about in case if you friend pick, he's probably going to do nothing. Um, but yeah, they obviously went all offense because I think that's where the game's going. And we'll just have to see in a couple of years' time and see how these players, if they're even on the team or not. Absolutely. So who's your first winner? I'm going to go the Patriots first. Ooh. They're zagging when everyone's zigging. I think yep. obviously Gronk retired. They have a big hole at tight end. And then... Apparently, this draft was supposed to be uh, tight end loaded, and they don't yep. even draft a tight end. Nope. And then immediately after the draft, they go and trade away one of the remaining warm bodies at tight end on their roster to the Seahawks. Mm. So really predicting Bill Belichick is is a fool's errand. Uh, I was just scrolling through Twitter before. It sounds like Ben Watson is reconsidering retirement for a season and is visiting with the Patriots. So... You know, they're going to try and replace Gronk with a 38-year-old potential retiree in Ben Watson, who, to be fair, has played with the Patriots before. Uh, but yeah, that's a, it's hardly a like-for-like replacement. So as you said, when when the NFL uh, zigs, Bill Belichick zags. And the reason why I like it is because they've got Sonny Michelle, they've got James White, and now they've picked up Damien Harris. Now, obviously, everyone wants to go the two tight ends. Two, uh, sorry. Uh, three wide receivers, one running back, and one tight end. I think the Patriots are going to be going with three running backs all throughout the year. They're going to do something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I I do think that James White will be on the field at the same time in certain situations as either Harris or or Sony Michelle. That's in, that's entirely possible. So they're they're obviously loading up a running back. They don't care about the value. They don't care about Mel Kiper and his first round draft pick for RRR. But he, know, he, do, he, not, does, he doesn't give a shit. He, no. he is coming out firing. He's going to draft as many running backs, get as much talent as he can in that position. Uh, the running backs in the Super Bowl, the uh, center stage of it. And yeah, I think the Patriots are going all in. And Nikhil Harry too at the end of the first round, obviously not trading yeah. back. Huge, huge. Uh, huge wide receiver. Draft pick. Not draft pick and a big, it. big body guy as well. Yeah, not many people liked it. But again, if Bill Project likes it, then I must like it. 
Yeah, I I enjoyed that pick. I really liked Nikhil Harry and what his his profile was, and he's spectacular with the ball in his hands, and he's an absolute yards after catch monster. Tremendous contested catch as well. Not the best route runner, has some separation issues, but nothing that can't be cleaned up with some some great coaching, I don't think. And yeah, the the Patriots ran the ball the second they got into the playoffs, and they ran it really well. And I think they want some some reinforcement there for Sony Michelle. James White is always going to be in the mix with with Tom Brady. There, he's such a good pass catcher. So I really like what the Patriots have done. They improved the off, you know, they added to the offensive line. They've got the first round guard from last year who tore his Achilles, Isaiah Wynn, coming back. And so with all of those things, it points towards them. Yes, wanting to run the ball more, which necessarily it isn't necessarily the most efficient way of doing things. But you know, with the threat that Brady still possesses. With his arm, teams are going to have a really hard time trying to either load up and stop the run, or, or conversely, take take away Brady and and then, you know, the the running backs are able to to prosper as well. So, really like the moves that the Patriots did. The rich just keep getting richer. All right, another winner for you, Lewis. I thought Marlon Mack was a huge winner through the free agency and the and the draft process because. One of the big rumors was Le'Veon Bell was going to go to the Colts and sign there. Obviously, that didn't happen. And then multiple running backs were rumored to, to go to the Colts. And again, they resisted the temptation to do that. They stuck with their guys. They've got Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines there. Now, I believe they did sign Spencer Ware in, in free agency post-draft. doesn't really concern me too much. Marlon Mack was uh, a very, very uh, strong year last year. I'm uh, just... Pulling up his his stats now. Yeah, he rushed for 900 yards, nine touchdowns, a few receptions, but he's not a big big uh, reception type guy. But being part of such a, a good offense with Andrew Luck looking fantastic, strong offensive line, and an improving defense, a really good defense that they added to, I think Marlon Mack is going to have positive game script situations. Andrew Luck's going to be putting him inside the 20-yard line. I think a 12-touchdown season is not out of the realm of possibility. And, you know, about 13, 1,400 yards from scrimmage for Marlon Mack coming this season. Yep, couldn't agree more with you there. Um, especially if Chris Ballard sees things with me and they didn't want to upgrade the position. I think Marlon Mack is their guy. And I think they're going to go forward with him. And he's going to be, I think, what did he go last year? He was in late, late sort of 12th, 13th round. Yeah, he's going to be like a like top yeah. four four round pick, I think. He'll be easy. I can top three for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think that's entirely possible. Um, my next winner, I've got Joe Flacco, Joseph Flacco, Super Bowl MVP. Elite Joe Flacco. Elite Joe Flacco. Now people are saying, "Oh, Drew Luck's there now. He, they've got a replacement in a few years' time. He's going to take over." When has that ever worked? It's worked a couple times. It's not going to work for the Giants. Unfortunately, God, I love that pick. Um, it's uh, <laughs> and it's not going to work for the Broncos here. I think Joe Flacco got no offense. Going the twentieth pick, who everyone thinks could be the best tight end coming in this draft. TJ Hawkinson's going the Lions in top ten. Everyone knows that's just going to be a disaster. Can't <laughs> wait for that to blow up in their face. And yeah, they've got a, he's got a nice tight end. He's got a nice couple of running backs. Philip Lindsay coming for Pro Bowl season. My guy, who you hate, Lewis. Your guy, Philip Lindsay, who's going to get ousted by Royce Freeman this season. But go on. Anyway, oh, you've got Royce Freeman too, mate. He's got two elite running backs to, to choose from. 
He's got a young and nice receiver, Cortland's on the outside. Emmanuel what? Sanders. And also, according according to John Elway, remember, he is he is in his prime. Joe Joe Flacco is at the height of his powers, apparently. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, he is. You know, when did you turn? When did you get over that thirty mark? When you you sort of mid to late thirties? That's when you hit your peak. Everyone is that, that. Can uh, can JA confirm that? Yes, he can. Yes, he can. <laughs> And yeah, he's got Colton Sutton. I don't think Emmanuel Sanders will be back in time. Achilles do take a long time. But yeah, he's just started running again, but I do I am concerned about that. The one thing I will say with Emmanuel Sanders is he was, you know, he was playing more of a of a slot role and he was he was beating guys and getting open with Quite good, good technique and craftiness last season. You know, I of course he's not gonna. I don't think he will ever return to the same level of athleticism. But he was he was winning in different ways, and he was he was getting fed the ball a lot. Now whether Flacco will will target him is a is a different question for Emmanuel Sanders. I'm I'm avoiding him, but for for Joe Flacco, like you said, Cortland Sutton. He's got Emmanuel Sanders. They have the rookie from last year. Uh, Deshaun Hamilton, Deshaun Hamilton, who showed a few things, like you said, no offense. So, and, uh, you know, questions around the offensive line for sure for the Broncos. But, yeah, I just can't trust Joe Flacco. Yeah, he gets to the high altitude. He'll be throwing bombs downfield. I like it for, for Colton Sutton maybe. But, yeah, it's... They did draft Dalton Reisner, but, again... A lot of it comes down to coaching too. If you get good coaching, obviously, uh, who they bring this year? I'm drawing a blank. They just got rid of Gary Kubiak as their OC guy, and they got rid of Vance Joseph. And Jeb's going to tell me Vic Fangio. That's it. Thank you, the the defensive coordinator from the Bears. Yeah. So a lot See, of- that does that concerns me though, right? When they bring in a defensive-minded guy to be the head coach, that does that doesn't always work well. Yeah. We'll see. Hmm. I'll, I'll try. I'll give Vic Fangio the benefit of the doubt. All right, you you. Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm going to disagree on this one, but I I hope you know I hope it sort of works out. I think it'd be fun seeing Joe Flacco just throw bombs down the field at altitude in Denver. And guess who they're playing four times a year? Who are they? Kansas who? City and the Oakland Raiders. Yes, bad defenses. Exactly. So, bad bad defenses. So that could be fun. And Mike Munchak's coaching the uh, offensive line for him. So he's had a very good run over his uh, career. Very true. Very true. So yeah, we'll just have to see. You Your next winner. I am, you know, sticking with the veteran running back position. And my big winner is Devontae Freeman. I've been really high on Devontae Freeman for the whole off season, And it just got better after the NFL draft because they spent a fifth or sixth round pick on a running back out of, out of Pittsburgh. They improved the offensive line. You know, Matt Ryan is still there. Obviously Julio Jones, uh, Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper. It's a very, very good offense. And the one thing that it needed to do was improve the offensive line and they went and did that. They invested heavily in the offensive line and that's a good thing for Matt Ryan. I think it's a great thing for Devontae Freeman who had a lot of time to rest and recover. He's had some issues with concussion so it was good to get him away from contact for a while 
And I really think Freeman is primed for a big season if he can stay healthy. Of course, that's always going to be an if, but I think that is baked into his price at the moment. If you can go and get Freeman somewhere in the middle of the third round, I think you're looking at running back one upside with the amount of touches he's going to get because all that's there is Ito Smith, who's fine, and and like I said, Kadri or Kudri Ollison. So Freeman is going to get the lion's share of the workload, and you just need to go back a couple of years and see how effective he's been from a fantasy perspective playing on that offense that is is going to be better. I mean, it's good. It's better than last season, at least. Obviously, it's not going to reach the peaks of, of uh, when Shanahan was there, but certainly over the last couple of seasons, the Sarkeesian, it's struggled. And I think Freeman is going to be a massive beneficiary of that. Uh, yeah, I do agree with you there. Um, you know, yeah, as you said, injuries, concussions also do play a big part, especially as a running back. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. I wouldn't take a risk on him. Um, not for where he get drafted. Um, I just, just think he's too much of a risk. I'm looking at sports injury predictor at the moment. He says he's a uh, medium risk, but still. Just not willing to risk yeah, that draft capital on him yet. That feels about right. But like I said, around that around that third, middle of the third round feels safe enough for me. Right, you yeah. got Marlon Mack or Devontae Freeman, who are you going to take? Uh, oh, that's a good one. That's a tough question. Honestly, I I haven't done uh, any Three, updated two, one, rankings go, go. recently. No, you got to go now, right now. Go. Devontae Freeman. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it. I, you know what? Let's do. Let's do this. Let's get the information right now. I'm going to fancy football calculator. Oh, here we go. And I'm going. I just want to see what their current ADP is. That's, and that you know, in a vacuum, I take Freeman. But let's just let's just take a look. Twelve teams. There we go. Position. This is riveting podcasting. I know. Right, Marlon. so Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack is going as the 14th running back off the board at the moment. He's going at 2.12. Devontae Freeman is going as the 20th running back overall at 4.01. And I would love Devontae Freeman at that point, going just before your boy, Philip Lindsay. Nah, let's take Philip Lindsay over him. I know, and I, you know, in the spirit of getting things kicked off early, I would like to to have a beer bet with you that Devontae Freeman will outscore Philip Lindsay this season. I'll take you on that one. Thank you very much. There we go. Is that the first one for the year? No, we had Juju over Antonio Brown for... Oh, yeah, yeah, we did. I need to uh, update the list. Come on, mate. Don't be lazy. Well, as you do that, I'm going to give you my first loser, and that's Hollywood Brown. Ooh. Who tell? Couldn't, couldn't go to a worse team if he tried. He's going to a team with Lamar Jackson as quarterback. <laughs> They don't like to throw the ball, as you saw last year. You saw John Brown, your guy. You were very high on him when he had Joe Flacco under center. He was a wide receiver too. He was putting up that good numbers. But then once uh, Lamar yeah. Jackson came in, he was on the waiver wire by the end of the season. Um, even yeah, though, it wasn't yeah. good. It wasn't good. I was actually listening to um, JJ Zacharyson's podcast, and he, it was it was a, a wild statistic, and it was something to the effect that. The entire Ravens wide receiver core combined since Lamar Jackson took over would account would be the wide receiver 17 in targets. So 16 wide receivers in the NFL had more targets than the entire Ravens wide receiver core when Lamar Jackson was quarterback. That's that's concerning. Well, I do. Yeah, I do like the talent, but yeah, just couldn't go to a worse team. And yeah, I think the same thing was like, yeah, they scored 19 PPR points. That was the total for the whole team. And then, yeah, 16 other people had more than 19 averaged. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was uh, a bad situation. Now, I do think, though, that while I agree it's not the best landing spot, I don't think it's as dire as people make out. And I think the Ravens, with the moves that they're making, are telling us that they're going to... They know they have to throw the ball a bit more. They know they have to put faith in Lamar Jackson. Whether it works out for them is a different story. I personally think and also hope it works out because I do like Lamar Jackson as a player. They went and drafted in the first round. The first thing they said their team needed was a wide receiver for their for their quarterback. And then they went and got Miles Beacon as well. So the moves they're making are telling me that they at least want to try and have Jackson throw the ball a bit more. So I agree with you that the landing spot could have been much better. And so from that point, he's a loser. I wouldn't be overdrafting him. But if he, I'm taking a, a late round flyer on on Hollywood Brown if he if he falls, you know, 11th, 12th round in draft, something like that. Yeah, look, they can try all they want. It's not going to happen. Like, I could try to be an AFL football. It's just never going to happen. <laughs> I'm a spastic. It's just never going to happen. Some things you're good at, some things you're not. And uh, unfortunately, Baltimore can't throw the ball at anything like Lamar Jackson. They're good at running the ball? Go for it. They can get you so far, but yeah. As soon as they try to throw the ball, it just doesn't get there anywhere. And unfortunately, Hollywood Brown has gone to the wrong team. Could have gone to Philadelphia. That would have been a great spot for him. Would have loved him there. They just signed Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. He's, he's, he's going to... Well, Carson Wentz is about to be paid. So, Deshaun Jackson's out after this year. Oh, for sure he is. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's done. He's got $10 million in cap. He's gone. So, then, bang, he he takes number two. Fair enough. Yeah. Agu- Aguilar's I'm... done after this year, too. They're gonna, they want to trade him. I don't think he, he will last much longer. So, yeah, there will be plenty of spots for him. Oh, there was way better landing spots, no doubt. Yeah. In terms of landing spot... It's one of the worst, but in saying that, I don't think it's as deathly as people think. But we'll, like you said, we'll we'll wait and see. Wait and see. Um, why don't you kick us off with your first loser? My first loser is Hakeem Butler. And he was one of my favorite guys in the pre-draft process. Loved watching his tape. I thought he could do it all. Huge physical and athletic everyone's seen the touchdown he scored where he breaks like 106 tackles in, uh, on his way to scoring a touchdown it's absolutely amazing play but you know the nfl thought differently and a lot of draft twitter and fantasy twitter was really high on hakeem butler he passed all the physical uh, measurables he had final year production had a few issues with drops, but we thought, you know, prototypical NFL wide receiver. Unfortunately, he fell to, I believe, the fourth round of the NFL draft, and he wasn't even the first wide receiver drafted on his own team. Now, from a landing spot, you're thinking pretty good, right? You go into an air raid system that Kyle Kingsbury's bringing in, new quarterback with Kyler Murray who wants to push the ball down the field. Happy days. But he's probably going to be third, fourth at best in targets on that team. I do think he has his touchdown upside. But the team said it all when they went and drafted Andy Isabella a few rounds ahead of him. The the We've got crazy deep speed, ridiculous college production. And so when a team tells you, tells you that they like Andy Isabella that much more than Hakeem Butler and all of these teams repeatedly passed on him, despite some teams having need at wide receiver, that tells you a lot. And... I still think he can be a, a solid NFL receiver. I don't think that sort of talent disappears, but you know, the NFL is very reactive and I think teams seeing other teams get burnt with those big body 
prototypical type wide receivers in you know in the recent years past you Brashad Perrymans, your Kevin Whites, your Doriel Green Beckhams, those kind of guys. And I think they've started to trend towards the smaller, quicker wide receivers, which probably contributed to to why Hakeem Butler sort of fell to the fourth round when when you know a lot of people and a lot of mock drafts had him going much higher than that. Well, wasn't yeah, the sort of the issue going on just the Twitterverse, the sort of media loved Hakeem Butler, but the NFL scouts didn't? Yeah, that was, so there's a, there a real big disconnect going on. Uh, so to, to take, take that uh, as you will, but, you know, a lot of sharp guys on, on quote-unquote draft Twitter did like Hakeem Butler and did some excellent film breakdowns, but, you know, teams are just, teams are looking for very specific things when they draft a guy. Interesting. Um, yeah, don't know much about Hakeem Butler, but yeah, as I said, that's much as I know. Just the uh, everyone was divided on him, but yep. again, he's on Arizona. Um, it's gonna be interesting what uh, Cliff Kingsbury does there. Um, obviously, if they drafted him there, obviously have plans for him somehow. So, and of course, Larry Fitzgerald's not gonna be there forever. He's no, probably, he's probably done after this year, or year after. So, there's gonna be opportunities for in the next coming years for him as well. So, we'll just have to wait and see. Wait and see. Uh, my other loser I've alluded to before, I've got uh, Miles Sanders and I've got Jordan Howard in there too. Uh, yeah, the Eagles backfield always been in a committee. And yeah, especially now, if we had just had Miles Sanders, perfect. Got the work else back. Corey Clement, Wendell Smallwood, um, Josh Adams as well. They can sort of complimentary him. But now we've got Jordan Howard, who's going to take up a lot of the touches. So unless we are going to do like a two running back system. Boo, Jordan Howard. Who you? Um, as if we're going to do like a two running back system, like I think the Patriots. Oh, sorry, Patriots are going to use three running backs. Um, <laughs> Eagles are going to use two running backs. Uh, it's going to work out okay, I guess. But again, there's going to be not enough touches for everybody, and especially now we've got Deshaun Jackson. We've got uh, in the team we've got Jeffrey, Zach Ertz. Also got Dallas Goddard as well. I think it's like the Boston Celtics. We got too many weapons. <laughs> And it's just going to affect chemistry. No, oh, it happened, see, I, mate. I, look, look what happened. Yeah, yeah, it happens. I, I, got, I got to disagree with you on Miles Sanders, though. I think Miles Sanders is going to have a great season. And I'll t- I'll t- I, I know Doug Peterson has this history, right? He, he, he uses a, uh, a, a running back by committee. No running back had more than 47% of the, the touches in his backfield last season. But let's look at the running backs as he's had with, with, with Philadelphia, right? He's had LeGarrette Blunt, who is a two down thumper and you know it's not very good at that he's an absolute middle of the pack jag Corey clement again nothing special wendell smallwood nothing special josh adams another two down back he's okay what the philadelphia eagles went and did is spent a second round draft pick on a running back when arguably they didn't need it compare that to the sixth round pick they threw at jordan howard they already knew they had Howard on the team. He's going to be there for one year. He's out of contract. They're not going to pay him any money after this. And then, despite knowing that they had Howard on the roster, they went, actually, we're going to go and spend a second-round pick, despite all of our defensive needs, on Miles Sanders. This screams to me that they're going to go, actually, we've got to get this guy involved. He's a three-down back. All of our other backs on the field tell opponents what we're going to do. Everyone knows when Jordan Howard is on the field, it's a run play or they're at least not throwing the ball to the running back because he is the worst pass-catching running back in the NFL, and it ain't even close. So 
I understand the hesitation with Miles Sanders, and I can completely, you know, I understand your perspective. Um, um, you know, you've watched all the Eagles games. We've seen a rotation of different backs coming through. But let's not forget, they've been injuries, and they've just they've gone with what they had, and they've worked the guys in the situations because those different guys fit in different situations. I think Miles Sanders is a running back who fits in every situation. We'll have the greatest grin this one. I think so, and that's you know that's why we do this, right? We often we often disagree on things, and that's why we have our lovely beer bets. And that's why you're the director, and I'm the junior executive vice president. To be fair, junior executive vice president sounds pretty awesome, and I think I'm going to have to negotiate an upgrade on my title from director. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like Sanders this year. I I'm going to be trying to get a lot of him. I think, like I said, he's gonna, the Eagles' offense is going to be great this season, so I want to run him back in a great offense. And even if he's not a full bell curve back, he's getting 50 55% of snaps, touches, however you want to quantify it. I think that's going to be enough to make him a you know a low-end RB2. All righty. Um, and he'll be going around, what, eighth, ninth round as well. So it'll be good value for that stage. If you think he's going to be that good, I just don't think he is. Fair enough. All righty. Your next two losers. Go for it. Hit me. My next two losers quickly is Rodney Anderson, running back, just gone into an absolute queue of running backs there at, at Cincinnati. Poor kid has struggled with injuries a lot throughout his college career. And a, a, a lot of rankers and sort of, you know, tape analysts had Rodney, Rodney Anderson actually as their running back one in the class, but for his health concerns. In terms of his talent and what he's able to do, He's, he's quite a, he is a gifted running back. Unfortunately, he landed behind Joe Mixon, uh, Giovanni Bernard. They drafted Rodney Anderson, and then to top it all off, they also drafted uh, another running back whose name escapes me right now. Um, it's not Dexter Williams. Uh, Joe Mixon. <laughs> no, they... they um, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. What is this kid's name? Come on, research lab, help me out here. I'm trying. Exec to... e executive junior to the no, future, junior future president. Executive vice president. Whatever, what, whatever. Make yourself There's... useful. Uh, Trayvon Williams. Thank you, Trayvon Williams. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, nice, nice save for there. Yeah. So they another guy who, 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 who flashed on tape and has landed in a terrible position. So you knew Anderson slash Williams there. That yes, Geo is probably gone next season, but. Joe Mixon is a bell cow back, and he's going to be going to be used like that. So both losers. hundred percent agree with you there. Uh, again, the sixth round pick, so I don't see him doing much. Um, and then a lot of what we're talking about too is uh, this draft of what I've heard. It's sho shocking for redraft. It's all about dynasty. There's yeah, look, there aren't many players I'm going to be grabbing in in redraft. Probably none of the wide receivers, if I'm completely honest, unless they are late round picks in the round just before I grab a kicker in defense in in that sort of area. And then, like I said, Miles Sanders, if he falls far enough in terms of a running back, maybe Devin Singletary if they cut Lashawn McCoy. Josh Jacobs is going to be priced out of where I'm willing to take him. So yeah, not a great redraft class. And your lucky last loser. My lucky last loser. And feels a bit controversial saying this. I'm not really sure why, but it just, I wrote it down. It's like, mm, people might kick back on this one. But I think James Washington, wide receiver for the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, was a bit of a loser uh, this offseason, this draft. Of course, when Antonio Brown was being traded, particularly in Dynasty, because everyone's still 
hammering away trades like de- filthy degenerates during the off season. James Washington was getting traded for future first round picks. People was like, yes, you got to buy James Washington. Got that wide receiver two role locked down. But it just didn't eventuate last season for him in terms of play on the field. And then what did the Steelers do? Yeah, they're going to get Moncrief off the street. Sure, not a great guy, probably just a body. But they, you know, they gave him three or four million dollars when they didn't need to. Ryan Switzer definitely is going to see more looks in the slot. They really like what Vance McDonald can do if he can stay healthy. And then they go and draft the kid from Toledo, Deontay Johnson, with a it was a very early third round pick. Now. The Steelers have plenty of needs on defense, probably not so much on offense. They've got one of the best offenses in the league. But to do that, to go and spend that kind of capital on on a wide receiver, when they've got James Washington there, they've seen what he's about. They've got Juju Smith-Schuster, one of the best young wide receivers in the league. Now, I like Deontay Johnson. He is he's one of those do-it-all guys. He's a returner. He get the ball in his hands as, on screens. He can go deep. He's, he's, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the. He doesn't have blazing speed, but he plays faster than he measures. He's very elusive. Um, I think it says a lot, and I really like his landing spot. Anytime Phil, uh, excuse me, Pittsburgh drafts a wide receiver, you've got to you've got to pay attention, and it says a lot to me how they feel about James Washington that they they go into this after training up together to draft a linebacker in the first round to then go come back in the third round, early third round, and draft Deontay Johnson. That that says a lot to me. Yeah, his stock has been hit a lot, but I don't see it as such a loss for him as you do. Um, obviously, a lot of teams now play with three wide receivers. That's sort of the main thing, three one-on-one. Uh, and I think James Washington's going to be on the outside. I think Juju's going to play more slot. I agree with that. I definitely think Juju's going to be the slot. But yeah, I'd in that offense, he's gonna, Ben's going to throw it out. It's going to be air raid all the time. Um, he was what he led the league in passing last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, in terms of opportunity, absolutely. There's going to be tons of yardage, tons of touchdowns up for grabs. Steelers' offense is just going to keep rolling on. Tremendous offensive line, absolutely. But yeah, it just it just concerns me a little bit that they've had this entire season with the guy, and they still felt the need to go and get another wide receiver. So yeah, it just. It just concerns me a little bit. And from where his stock was and his perception and his value and what he was going to do this season about two months ago to where it is now, I'd have to say he's a loser from the draft. Oh, there you go. I guess we have to disagree on that one again. Um, Lewis, you have a quick lightning round? Yeah, yeah. Lay it on me. I, I don't know who these guys are going to be. And you just want me to go winner or loser off the cuff? Yep. Let's do it. Jay Gruden. <laughs> J- a- loser. Absolute winner. You- Gets to keep his job for a couple more years while he develops a quarterback. <laughs> he's going to get paid. Eli Manning, absolute winner. Yeah, winner. Apparently, he's going to start for three more years. I know. How good is that for him? He's going to get paid. He loves that money. Aaron Rodgers, big loser. Oh, interesting. Why do you think he's a loser? Uh, didn't upgrade the uh, any skill positions. Obviously, they tried to improve tackle, but it was in the later rounds. They should go one for the first. They had two picks. They didn't go for any of them. They just went defensive backs. Yeah, but they, the Packers' defense... St- Stunk it up and has for years. That's been that's been the problem. Rogers doesn't care about the defense. He cares about him. Yeah, but he's you know he's got Devontae Adams right, so he's got his number one guy. They got him a tight end. They went and got him Jay Jay Sternberger, so they got him a tight end because Jimmy Graham is a corpse. And they, you know, Marquez Valdez Scantling showed some stuff last year. They had Equinemius 
St. Brown and your guy. Are you are you abandoning your guy, Geronimo Allison? I'm not abandoning him, but you know, because Rogers like Rogers likes him. He he's spoken about this. Rogers likes Geronimo Allison, and the fact that they you don't think the team could, you know consults with the guy they just made the highest paid player up until Russell Wilson consult with him and say, hey, you know, we we're looking at these wide receivers or what do you you know? I think Aaron Rodgers is a hundred percent involved or at least has his opinion heard in this process. And I think if he was completely unhappy with the weapons that he had, the the Packers would have drafted a wide receiver. Yeah. I, don't know, I, just, I just don't think he cares. I think he's too busy driving cars with Danica Patrick, to be honest. <laughs> Going to basketball games. Exactly. Uh, Josh Rosen. Ooh. Loser, for sure. Interesting. I'm not sure about this one. I, I get what you're saying, right? Because he could have stayed with Kingsbury and they could have done something else with that 101 pick. Nah, just they, they went to a shocking team. Going to the worst team probably in football this year. And they're probably going to draft a quarterback next year anyway. So he's probably going to trade well, they'll, again. They'll, they might draft, they'll draft a quarterback if Rosen doesn't look okay. And they, again, they, they had a need of offensive line. They tried to address that. They've got some talented wide receivers. They've got... A tight end in Gesicki, who you know didn't do much last year, but we all know about Gase and his 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 tight ends. They're improving the de- defense, and you know he's going to learn from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, whether it's watching him and seeing what you shouldn't do, I think, but I still think he's going to learn from Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he'll be able to beat him out for the job in due course. But yeah, um, I'm a, I'm a wait and see on Josh Rosen. I don't know if he's a winner or a loser. I think it's. It's a real wait and see. I think he's a big loser. <laughs> you just don't like the kid. That's what I don't like. I've never met him before. <laughs> and finally, on Kyler Murray, winner or loser? Kyler Murray, uh, winner. Winner, you reckon? 100% winner. They, this is a team that went, all right, we're taking you one overall. We're going to load you up with weapons. They invested in the offensive line in free agency, and they got him a coach that is going to completely scheme the offense perfectly for what he needs to do. So I think he's a massive winner here and he's going to get like three or four years leash. When you spend the first overall pick, you get a long time to, uh, particularly when the franchise is hooked, you know, uh, a coach, coaching hire and a first round pick together, you're going to get at least two or three years to try and uh, to prove that you belong. I think there's a lot of group thinking he's going to be a great quarterback. I'm zagging. You're zagging. You too think he's out. You think he's a bad quarterback. Too small. Too small. Uh, size size doesn't really concern me too much. Does in the locker rooms. <laughs> well, when they're all showering together. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> fair enough. Fair, fair enough. enough. I'll uh, yeah, I like I like Kyle Murray and I think he's gonna have a an okay season. Yeah, there's gonna be ups and downs, but I think they're going to uh, I think they're going to scheme accordingly. Alrighty then, that will do us for uh, this week's episode of the uh, Vault Studio Fantasy Football Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um Lewis plugs again hit us up the ff down under ball listening league and best ball leagues yeah well yeah you routed off but just make sure you're you're following on on twitter at ff underscore down under jump on facebook fantasy football down under there is a page and a group like join whatever you need to do all the information for the ff down under ball best ball leagues is there you can slide in my dms you can email whatever you need to do and if you're interested in being a part of the listener league make sure you email fantasy football down under at gmail.com and we will get you set up in our vault studio fantasy football podcast listener league love it all right lewis have a lovely weekend mate and i'll speak to you, you soon too mate 
All right, look forward to it. See you, mate. Yeah. Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo?